0: Hello, sister friend, welcome back to another episode of the Risen Sisterhood show. I'm so glad that you're listening. Just to let you know, I've been, I'm recovering from COVID for the last few days. So my voice is not yet back to its normal tone. So just in case I sound different another episode, just letting you know. Anyway, if you've not had a chance to listen to episode one, I invite you to go back and listen because it tells you a little bit about what to expect. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about being aware of when you're hiding your pain and then give you three things that we can do about it. Awareness is pretty much the start of any kind of change. You cannot change anything that you do not acknowledge and you cannot acknowledge something that you're not aware of. So sisters, awareness is the thing that we need to be really working on. Our natural state as humans is meant to be one of love, joy, kindness, peace, and all the goodies from God that all the goodies is blessed us with. But sometimes we live in conflict, which alters this beautiful state. We learn to survive whichever way we know how, and we end up living on autopilot. That's why being in a state of awareness is the first step to changing anything. I read somewhere that... Um, Awareness is all about restoring your freedom to choose what you want instead of what the past imposes on you. So sis, if you want to restore your freedom to choose what you want, I've got a few awareness pointers for you. Uh, The first one is be aware when you become irritable and snappy. Uh, At others, I know you can be snappy and irritable when you're tired and also if you're a perfectionist and things are not going your way. But I'm talking about that snappy when you're covering up stuff, um, you know, what's going on. So, sis, be aware. And when it happens, I would suggest that you pause and ask yourself the question, why am I being snappy? And that should really bring you back to the source of the issue. The other one is be aware when you're becoming toxic. Watch out how you respond to people and situations, especially those who've hurt you. I know I've struggled with this and whenever it happens, I'm quick to talk to God about it and ask him to identify the root and try to forgive quickly. Says when you are becoming toxic and you don't stop to check in on yourself, it can easily slip in and... Easily be normalized and rubbed off as no big deal. But sis, don't be fooled. This is poison. The other one is be aware of yourself when you're withdrawing from people who genuinely care about you. And I'm not talking about this um, withdrawing from this random rude person. Ignore those. It's, uh, it's not them I'm referring to. You know the ones I'm talking about, the ones who've got your back? And uh, you will know when you're doing it. Think of the excuse you give for not calling back. Oh, I was busy. Oh, sorry, I got caught up. I wasn't able to call back. Really think about some of those excuses and make sure they're not you're not hiding something. Another one is be aware of the feeling of shame when things are not going well as you're expecting, or pretending they're going well when actually they're not. Perhaps they warned you against getting involved with that person or people or thing and you did not listen. Now hell is breaking loose and you're too ashamed to face the what is. The thing to be most aware of is when you start to avoid the people who can bring up those much needed uncomfortable conversations. Sis, I don't know if you relate to this one, but I do years ago i encountered my first major conflict in my relationship i had started a new life in a new city away from everyone close to me naturally i don't like conflict and my first response was always to withdraw on this occasion i completely shut down i had no conflict management skills at the time And I was so exhausted after looking after my newborn and my two toddlers who were all under the age of four at the time. I disconnected, particularly from people who loved me enough to be able to bring up these uncomfortable conversations I so needed at the time. But when I look back, um, it was a a number of factors. I was dealing with being a new mom of three in a new city without any support. And I felt shame uh, of the total communication breakdown from the only source of support I had. I thought I'd be judged, but I was so wrong. I had this expectation of what I wanted my life to look like. And I wanted those who loved me, who were so close to me, to really be proud. But it wasn't measuring up to this expectation So I didn't just feel disappointed that things were not working out like I expected, but I felt shame. I don't know if you relate. And although no one was aware of my internal battles, I wanted to hide from the world. What I didn't realize was that shame has the lowest vibration. Shame has this dark, heavy energy associated with suffering, anger, and fear, which summed up pretty much everything I was feeling at the time. I had lost my light, joyful, positive energy. I And I noticed that the longer I stayed in shame, the longer I stayed stuck in this dark place. Since I spent years in this dark place and no one knew, I was too ashamed to share it with anyone. This means during that period, I had no deep meaning communications with anyone. So you can imagine, you can't, first of all, you can't have any deep connections with people if you're not willing to be vulnerable. And I wasn't. I was afraid I would be judged. And funny enough, I kept attending church, serving for a while, and always wore my happy church smile with my three little boys um, who are all, you know, very young at the time, all dressed up nice. Say the hello with all this big smile, but boy, I was suffering. I had lots of people around me at church yet. I felt so alone, but thank God, thank God for his grace. I finally got free, but it all started when I reached out. You see, people are not mind readers. When I reached out, everything changed. So, sis, if you can relate to any of these things, I want to suggest three things that you can do immediately. And you know the first one. The first one is reach out. We are not meant to do life on our own. The enemy likes to whisper lies, like we're alone. You're bothering other people. You should just get on with it. It's your fault. What will people think? Sis, don't listen to those lies. We are stronger together. When you run and run, you are so vulnerable to the enemy's lies. All you have is your mind. And your mind likes to bring up all the negative junk on repeat. John 10.10 John, uh, John 10 says, The thief's purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. But he came that we may have life and have it to the full. It's God's desire that you're enjoying your life. Sis, you are not alone, so please reach out to someone you trust. There's so much help out there. There are people who really care and are willing to help. Everyone goes through hard stuff. Some have just learned how to cover them up properly. I know you have been strong. You've done really well keeping up, keeping it all together. I know it's not been easy, but reach out, sis. When you reach out, there's a sense of relief you feel. I know I felt that. When a problem is shared, it no longer has the same power over you. It will still be there, but you have the ability to find a solution because it's expanded from just your mind. Somebody else is helping you. When you reach out, you'll also find others going through similar pain and others even have it worse than you. And just knowing that can make you feel better. The second thing is pray prayer is our biggest weapon yet during hard times we often do not feel like praying it must be the enemy trying to do all he can to shut us down during such times prayer should be your number one point of call in fact nothing interrupts the negative chatter in your mind like prayer does i want to encourage you sis no matter how hard opening your mouth becomes please do all you can to pray remember prayer is talking to god just keep it simple it's like talking to someone it's like me talking to you now it should not be complicated if you don't want to say if you don't have what to say just say help me God and he hears you that's enough one of the things I have learned on my journey is that God is not moved by your tears he is moved by your faith you can cry all day long but if you don't believe that he can help you you're wasting your time so when you pray believe. But don't forget, before praying, forgive anyone you hold a grudge against. That's Matthew eleven twenty five, reminding us that. Otherwise, your prayers won't be answered. You can talk to God from anywhere. Just open your mouth and talk to God wherever you are, whether it's in the kitchen, in the toilet, in the car, on your travels, on your walks. And these days, if you're wearing a mask, talking to God has never got easier because you can talk to Him under the mask all day long and nobody will know you're talking to Him. The third thing is move your body. This alters your state immediately. When you move your body, you change the way you feel and think. It can help you change perspective about the situation because it changes the way you think and therefore act differently about it. Fear and courage are both in the body, but you are more likely to act courageously when you move your body. There's so much research into the benefits of exercise, but that will be for a future episode. But truly, sis, moving your body does you more good than you can imagine. Do whatever you can to get moving. Just move for your sanity if you can't find another reason. Find ways that you enjoy that will keep you moving. Mine is walking or running, but for you, it could be dancing, walking out in the gym, swimming, riding, gardening, whatever. Do whatever rocks your boat, girl. I would suggest combining moving your body while talking to God. It's a great habit to get into. Sis, please talk to God and don't worry about telling him anything on your heart. He's your father after all. He loves you very much. He already knows everything about you, but but won't even use it against you. He just loves you. He loves it when you express yourself. But don't forget to listen to what he has to say to you too. Read the Bible and hear what he has to say to you. He loves you. He's waiting to hear from you. So just to recap the three things that you can do immediately when you become aware you're hiding your pain. The first one is reach out to someone, pray, and then move your body. So, sis, I just want to pray for you right now. Dear Jesus, thank you for my sister who is listening to the sound of my voice now. I know you hear their heart's cry and pain. I pray that you will give her the strength to reach out to you and to those near her right now help her and guide her in whatever other steps she needs to take right now let her experience your overwhelming love in this moment and the confident assurance that she is not alone in Jesus' name amen thank you sis for listening today before you go if this episode has blessed you in any way please share it with another sister as it may bless her too until next time Take care. Be blessed, and be kind.